Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 29 Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory of her name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. She makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. And in her temple all say glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as queen forever. May the Lord give her strength to her people. May the Lord bless her people with peace. Isaiah chapter 2 verses 1 through 5. The word that Isaiah son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we might walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Romans chapter 8, verses 9 through 11. But you are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Everyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, through, though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through the spirit that dwells in you. Good morning and welcome to Friday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Frederick, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 29, Isaiah 2, and Romans 8. And uh, the Isaiah passage is a a pretty well-known passage for uh, war and peace uh, people, uh, interests. And that's what happens in Micah, um, uh, where um, God will, uh, God, God's self, will judge between the nations and arbitrate for all people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. 
Uh, and it's a hopeful uh, passage. It's looking forward to the future house of God and um, the unnecessary unnecessariness um, of the in unnecessity, in necessity, non necessity of swords and spears and um, the you know, which comes from God being the direct arbitrator between nations and people. Um, the world we inhabit now, we are left to arbitrate on our own uh, between ourselves, between uh, believers and non-believers, between believers. Um, and we sometimes screw that up because our own interests get in the way. Uh, we mistake national interests for um, you know, justice, and that's not always the case. Um, and so the the prophets and uh, and Christians and Jews uh, look. We look forward to that time when all of that passes away and the world is made right, um, and we no longer rely on brute strength and physical force to try and get our way or to make things right. Um, and what's noteworthy about this passage is that they aren't. They aren't destroyed, they're repurposed. Um, and they're not just repurposed into anything, they're repurposed into gardening tools. Um, plowshares, it's you know just basically plow. Pruning hooks are what you use to prune trees. Um, and uh, they're repurposed to something that does honor, glorify, and um, adhere to the order of God. Um, and I've always really liked this passage, and it's reminded me of, there's a number of statues with it, but um, uh, the statue uh, at the UN, it was a gift of the government of Luxembourg to the UN, and it's a pistol with what must have been a very long barrel that's tied into a knot. Um, and I, I like that uh, because I think um, I've, you know, I've been, I know Christians who like, take a certain amount of happiness or um, satisfaction out of like destroying evil uh, and destroying things that they think are evil. And my patron saint did it, Martin of Tours. He destroyed pagan temples and all the rest. Um, and I don't think, I don't think that's a kind of Christianity that we're called to. I think that's a kind of insecure, aggressive Christianity. Um, because we're always we're called to always try and improve ourselves uh, and move towards Christ's perfection, um, that I don't think that we should be making excuses for doing things that are outside of Christ's perfection. Um, the closest that Jesus comes to beating things up is when he tosses the money changers' tables and draw, uh, drives the animals out of the the court of the Gentiles in um, I think it's in John. Um, and so I, I don't see precedent for it in the Bible. Um, I think it's kind of driven by insecurity. Uh, and I think, uh, uh, conservative Christians do it as much as progressive Christians. The, you know, anti-abortion stuff I was just top of mind because I was listening to a podcast, you know, the, um, with the new Supreme Court, you know, um, conservative Christian groups are, are rushing and state legislatures, which are influenced by conservative Christian groups, they're rushing to kind of be like the next state to create a law that goes to the Supreme Court to overturn Roe, and they're just going 
crazy with it. Like, there's a law in Arkansas um, that would ban abortion at like six weeks or four weeks or something. Um, and you may not even know you're pregnant at that point. And it's just totally, it's excessive. You know, it's clearly excessive. Um, and I think the same kind of impulse of like, there's a kernel of good um, at the heart of this, which is glorifying God and which is um, doing justice. Um, but that has ta- that we get blinded. Um, you know, we kind of we lose ourselves in this mission of like, you know, winning, you know, winning for God or something. I don't know, whatever. And again, my patron saint did it. I spent ten years doing it uh, as a deacon, and he probably did it as a bishop as well. I can't remember. Um, that doesn't mean that I think it's right. I don't think that um, that means that we have to. I don't think it's justified. I mean, it's. I don't know if. I think it might be something that calls for repentance. I don't know about whether or not it's a sin. Um, but I I say that because the line in Isaiah is they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. And you actually can't do that. It actually requires a lot of steps to transform uh, metal elements into other metal elements. You've got to heat them up, and then you beat them up, and then they cool down, and then you use them. Um, and there's, I, 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 I'm attuned to this kind of like tension because um, one of the groups that was really um, famous in, I think like World War II, I don't think it went so far back as World War I, and a little bit more in, through Vietnam, was the War Resisters League. And their symbol is two hands breaking a rifle. Um, and I think there's a subtle difference between that kind of imagination and the kind of imagine, imagination that inspires you know, that pistol in a knot. It's not destroyed. You're not letting the idol control you so much that it draws out from you um, anger and destructiveness. Um, I think the the idols have a bit of control over us when we see them and we like lose our mind and grasp our pearls and you know go buck wild. Um, in scripture, not only are they transformed into other elements rather than destroyed. Um, you know, the it's it's not really hyperbole, but we are missing the point if we read this in Isaiah and Micah, and we go out and want to, you know, shame soldiers or veterans, or you know, turn all you know national interest decisions into a black and white issue. Um, I think we we've lost sight of something. Um, we've allowed a kernel of good. Um, to um, dictate our actions and to kind of we you know we overcorrect, um, and so yeah, God will judge the nations, and uh, our weapons will be turned into things that have much more use, um, because we will not only not need to study war anymore, we will not engage in war anymore, because God will be here to arbitrate between peoples. Um, it's when we on our own. When we kind of, you know, try and make God rubber stamp our actions, both war and you know destroying war, I suppose, um, that's when we get into into problems. Um, and so this subtle difference between 
you know, destroying weapons and destroying pagan idols, um, there's a subtle difference between that and overcoming them um, and not allowing them to give us power or uh, take power from us or draw power from us, but also to live lives um, and to behave in such a way that we also help others um, draw their attention away from these idols and to move away from these systems that that make us think that um, we solve something by destroying uh, rather than uh, repurposing. A Prayer for Peace Among the Nations from the Book of Common Prayer Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, guide the nations of the world into the way of justice and truth and establish among them that peace which is the fruit of righteousness, that they may become the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.